0: Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth, I am Maya Tiwari. We are at a most auspicious full moon, the full moon in Capricorn. Each and every month we witness the glory and brilliance of Mother Moon in her fullness. This full moon in the Capricorn astrological sign, at least in Western, the concept of Western birth signs, is a very powerful one. We have had a string of powerful full moons, eclipses and new moons in the last year, two years actually. When the moon is in Capricorn, we tend to nurture a strong sense to be productive regardless of our astrological bearings. But for Capricorns in particular they rarely show their emotional side. They tend to be competent, calm and composed and they love people who are as well. But with the Moon in Capricorn we are asked to be practical and efficient. We need to set goals that we can see through and work in order to achieve them. Now it is a complex set of time that we are living in. It's complicated by so many factors, environmental factors, familial, communal factors, social, political, of course political. The many wars, the many conceit, deceit, so many energetics right now in our atmosphere that can fail any person. So we are asked to be ever aware, ever conscious, of the fact that we are traversing yet another fullness of moon. At every full moon, at every new moon, at every major juncture, of the moon, we can allow ourselves to reformat because it is a very vulnerable time. And what happened during these junctures is vulnerability can aid us in fact to make the changes that we find very difficult to make. I think everyone on planet earth right now is having a challenge in some way or another. But the biggest challenge for most of us is making a decision, being clear on the places we need to go, the things we need to do, the goals we need to go after. Uh, This has not been clear for most of us and the reason for that is the complication of not only our astronomical skies but also the individual and collective karma that are transpiring at this time. In the Vedic tradition, um, from which I hail and my specialty is is beyond uh, uh, just the knowledge of Vedas. It is about our living earth. It's about how to reclaim wholeness even when we are hurting. And in all of these places and times and pieces of ourselves, I speak to today what we can do during full moons because we are right now living in an exquisite moon that in the Vedic tradition we call it the moon of the guru the moon of the elder the moon of the teacher the moon of the parent the moon of anyone and everyone who has been teaching us including our enemies in fact they become some of our best teachers not by their choice and certainly not by our choice but by the choices of universe and we can get to that in another transmission but for now I'd like to speak to this moon in what we call traditionally guru purnima purnima simply means full moon guru means our guide usually the spiritual guide the spiritual teacher but we've had the word has become uh, commercialized and has lost so much of its original meaning and I'd like to go back to original meaning because when we begin to to hone down words to whittle them down to mostly what is trivial then we lose their essential meaning, and today we have become very, very famous at wordology of making very valuable words unessential and trivialized. Um, one who don't don't support that at all, as you can tell, but nonetheless, the moon is in an area of the sky. And we can call it the lunar mansions. We deal in Vedic astrology with lunar mansions. I'm not an astrologer, by the way. Uh, My work is, as I said, about self-knowledge. So it, it, it sort of roams through vast swath of areas in life that I speak to. This area in the sky, which we call an Akshatra or a lunar mansion, is called Uttara Ashadha. And the Uttara Ashadha actually is ruled by many gods, we can say, in our tradition of the Vedas, the gods of the skies, who convey the virtues of leadership, truth, justice, and what we call dharma in Sanskrit, which is action that are helpful to everyone. I don't want to use the word righteous, but uh, another translation in English would be sacred actions, actions that serve each and everyone. So in this full moon, it points us towards our inner strength the ability to bring balance and align ourselves again to that understanding of the guru. Now, the guru can be in yourself, because ultimately we search for the guru. We, we have the blessings of many gurus as we walk our lives. I, for one, have been blessed by quite a few, and a few very, very prominent men and women from the time I was born, including my father and my mothers, But in terms of the guru in ourselves, that is our ultimate aim, our goal. That is where we go so that we become self-reliant. We become self-governing intelligence more than intelligence. Deeper than intelligence is our awareness. You see, intelligence can be swayed by many different dualistic perspectives. How we see something, how we experience it, how it connects back to ancestral largest of memories and all of that. So we shan't just say intelligence. Let me say awareness. Awareness in Sanskrit is chit. Chit. Sat, chit, ananda. We'll get back to that. But chit here means the connection our human connection, our mental, emotional, and beyond the mind, beyond the intellect, connection to a reality that is, as opposed to a reality that we perceive that may not be the reality. So this word awareness is something that comes up very much when we talk about guru, because a guru is supposed to be a wise person, not necessarily elderly, but wise. Now, in native traditions, we have always had the crones and the elders. They were called elders at, at many different levels of age, not only because of their human experience on planet Earth, but because of their karmas, because of what they were born with, because of what how they were honed, because of their own ancestral stock. So we go back. Now, if you don't contribute to the understanding of rebirths and that we have many, 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 many lives. That is fine. Don't worry about it. You have many more lives to figure it out. But right now, let us talk about guru. Who and what is a guru? I've been fortunate that in my tradition, we were taught to touch the feet of the guru, to bow to the ground, to bow to Mother Earth. Mother Earth is our greatest guru. In fact, our parents, our teachers, everyone who guides and helps us, are gurus. But as I said, I extend that grace also to the people who don't mean us well, because they give us some of the hardest lessons. And we learn through a m- great deal of suffering and difficulty. These are not beneficent gurus, but they are gurus nonetheless. And I have had a great deal of thought about this because of my own experience as a targeted individual for the last 11 years, perhaps because of the work that I do. But getting back to the Ashada, Uttara Ashada in the sky, this lunar mansion looks like the tusk of an elephant that's in the sky, its placement in the sky. And it is ruled by the beloved elephant-headed god. And And this goes beyond religion, your religion, my religion, or everyone else's religion it is ruled by Ganesha, the elephant-headed god. And Ganesha is miraculous. He's loved by so many billions, I say billions of people. Half of our population knows of Ganesha. It transcends your religion and mine. And it is simply that iconography, that artipal sense of having something so beyond that he's responsible of course for the removal of obstacles so it's a good time to visualize the elephant headed God Ganesha and have the courage to take step forward it has been such a difficult time to walk forward look I have been forward moving all of my life I've had perhaps several different careers within the life of my little elder self and I must tell you that it is difficult to feel this stuckness, but we are all stuck, we are stuck because the directions of the new world and the direction of the new age that we are coming into uh, does not require marching or stomping into it, it requires a sense of grace and gentleness and, and a deliberate slowness, a pause, a pause before we jump, think, whatever. Uh, and so that's why so many of us are feeling stuck, because it we just can't use the old habituated movement to go forward. So Ganesha, as we visualize this exquisite elephant-headed being, it is reminding us, it is going into the part of our samskaras or imprints in, in the mental field here, that can allow us to dissolve fears and make peace with whatever the present have for us it is a place where we can just simply use simple things that bring us back in alignment there is an incredible as I said the last few years we've had some of the most miraculous magnetizing alignment of our planets and as I said I'm not an astrologer so please don't categorize me in that category I just speak to the affairs of our lives as they unfold whether it's on earth or in the sky or in between the atmosphere and the river in the forest or just the gliding of a butterfly as we look at it I, I speak to all of these things because it is all part of the magnificent conglomeration the plethora of exquisite that we live through but it's been a hard time and a rare and planetary uh, planetary alignment which includes saturn jupiter venus mars mercury wow that's all happening and it will continue to happen for some time. Now, we're always looking at retrogrades, and we do have one coming up which came up yesterday, which is the Saturn retrograde. And it will take us a little bit more difficulty to achieve the goals that we need to achieve. Saturn is a very strong, strict taskmaster. But, and it has, he has appeared in very prominently in our last many years, and so it's simply telling us to clear out old karmic debts, wrap up the old affairs and business, throw out all the things we do not use, do not need, cut the branches that are dead on the trees of friendship and uh, family as well, and uh, clean up, clear up, lighten up the load and if we are privileged enough to be able to do so, we should fare better in this time. As many of you know, it's so wonderful to look back at native traditions, um, including the ancient Vedas, because as we celebrate this auspicious full moon of Guru Purnima, and by the way, it was the moon under which my mother, my birth mother was born, and by no small coincidence, in great deal of universal synchronicity, it was also the moon, the Guru Purnima moon, by which my father died many years ago. It is, of course, a moon that we celebrated with great deal of enthusiasm and love in India and uh, in the beautiful Ganges rivers where I stayed for many years not in the river but by the river in Rishikesh at my spiritual guru's uh, ashram or monastery and uh, so it has infallible meaning uh, infinite amount of gems and 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 beauty and the things that we remember that cosset us that that cossets the heart the full moon the full moon today should be about the full moon of the fullness of our heart. Because as we begin to put our awareness, for the amount of simplicity each and every moon in this past year has been asking us to do, and that is to simplify, to lessen the burdens, simplify, lessen the burdens, and to change a certain amount of habituated Behavior now, the latter is the, the most difficult indeed to change. But I always refer back to the ancient traditions. And by the way, you were all native people at one time, regardless of your complexions, um, regardless of the fact that so many traditions have forgotten the fact their own nativity uh, that belongs to Mother Earth. Uh, I still go back to understanding that each and every individual, including the people, that are doing such great harm to themselves, the planet, to other people, um, uh, we're all part of a native culture which we need to reclaim. In the native tradition, the guru, the elder, is held in such illumined position, and not because they the illumined ones crave or seek popularity, as in our commercial gurus. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that they were simple. They were loved. And they walked with a great deal of integrity because of the staff that they carried, which was in the protection of everyone for the protection of earth. And they had to make so many tiresome, burdensome, and painful sacrifices in order to walk their journey. When the breast of the elder began to sag, they looked at that as an insignia, a medal for her age, for her wisdom, that knowledge was so heavy that it sagged her breast. When the wrinkles began to appear, they looked at it as the arcs of time, the arcs of history that told the history of their people and their tribe. And when they looked at the silver, shiny or bald heads of their elders, they understood the way that the the sun moved across the orb of of the earth, the head being the orb, of course, or the way that the moon illumined in their eyes. When it is the dark moon with their eyes closed, or when they were barely open into the crescent of the new moon. So the entire embodiment of our nature, our moons in particular, were embodied in such organic ways within the crone, within the elder, within the guru, that it was so much about transcending our physiological awareness. It was was about... Chit happening, C-H-I-T, by the way, happening, awareness happening. Chit, remember that word? Awareness, the Sanskrit word for awareness. I used to have a uh, a, a modified or what they call personalized uh, license plate when I was driving around in Asheville, North Carolina, and it said, Chit happens, and that was C-H-I-T. Of course, we understood what that meant as well in the local culture. But getting back to this then, A happy Purnima to you, a great happy Guru Purnima, whatever Guru means to you, let it be this, the elder who walks with knowledge, the one who has given to you so much education, including your parents, your teachers, your neighbors, and those people who have meant you no well, who have meant you no good, but from whose display stages that they set for you have made you a better person, a stronger person in any event. So let us transcend it all and let us get back to the meaning of what the full moon of the guru means. In the Vedic tradition, the first guru was Shiva, Lord Shiva, whom we call the first yogi, the Adiyogi, that set up this amazing system for us of the of the guru-shishya relationship. The guru-shishya relationship is that of the teacher and the student and this incredible immortal relationship, this eternal alliance, a relationship that sets the pace for everything human that we can possibly become in terms of consciousness and awareness. Peace. Peace be your journey. Thank you for listening.